This is Verse Curious, the podcast of new poetry reviews. I'm Benjamin Landry. Taken down from the bookshelf today is Decade of the Brain by Janine Joseph, published by Alice James Books in January 2023. One thing to keep in mind is that the song is not the story. The song is how we process the story. Like meditation, dreaming, and memory, song provides the distance necessary to stand apart from the action, reckon, and understand the story, our story. In doing so, our story is more fully experienced and therefore meaningful. It makes perfect sense that Janine Joseph describes herself as a formerly undocumented poet and librettist. Her latest collection reads like a score for several parts, harmonic, melodic, discordant, all sung by various Janines. The instigating cause of these proliferating selves on the face of it is a serious car crash, one that left Joseph grappling with the long-term effects of a traumatic brain injury. In Janine versus Janine, a four-beat accentual riff, she chronicles this moment of rupture. Who were you at first I did not know, but in my prowling speed I leaned my foot, then car, flash, I went and right you shadowed, you, then me, then you, then me, then me. Out the corner of my sight you fluttered, turns we took ahead along the feeder, shook the cart I sensed you merge, curved the aisle with sneaky wheels. No one heard me hear you whisper, duck, I said, and dare you vanished. In my ears I stuck my fingers, many missiles, zero danger. The poem's two-parted setup and epigraph reference the Mad Magazine segment Spy vs. Spy, and there are funny moments in the poem, but it is a deeply ironic humor. A long fault line runs down the center of the poem, further heightening the antagonistic sense of these two emergent Janines. Those of us who know survivors of traumatic brain injuries often sense, as Joseph herself indicates, that the survivor is made at least two people, the pre-injury self and the post-injury self, largely as a result of the immense impacts such injuries can have on perception, personality, and even quality of life. In an interesting twist, in Joseph's collection, the multiple selves coexist after the accident, perhaps as the survivor's self and the self that might have been. Many of the poems are self-addressed in the second or third person, with a distant tone and a resentful edge. See how the first-person speaker splits and morphs in the collection's very first poem, Coup Countercoup. I was at a low ebb when the ambulance reversed along the gravel and the roar traveled to Janine. For days the churned rocks looped their sound until her brain felt like the surf and the familiarity lulled her to sleep, lulled her in the hospital's machines, lulled her in the backyard of her father's home where she swayed in suspension like the empty hammock at first, then thrashed in the gale like Odysseus lashed to the mass of me. She could not tell you where I was, though the depths were in her. Odysseus, of course, has himself lashed to the mast of his ship as a self-dare in order to experience the deadly siren's song and boast of it later. But the gravel chaos of the wreck swallows Janine so thoroughly that her subjectivity becomes uncertain, and the rush of it lingers in the disequilibrium which she experiences even in the midst of recovery.
The crash also renders her post-rec body and mind medicalized, a mass of me. In the poem Intake Form, the speaker is thoroughly disassociated from her mind and body. The brain-increasing activity where the neurons didn't die, slowly I filled the form X, X, X. My torso scored in order of severity, only a diagram. Decade of the Brain is surely about a unique experience of rupture, but it is also about the more routine ways in which women, immigrants, and people of color are made to exist in states of defensive heightened awareness, fear, and vulnerability. In this way, the shattering punctum of the accident is perhaps only an outward, dramatic symbolization of the speaker's double consciousness of racism and sexism. Two poems deal with painful moments in which the speaker, at medical visits and at her most vulnerable, endures a doctor's racist and sexist slights. She remains silent. The doctor's expertise authorizes a sort of impunity. She leaves one such visit feeling like a, quote, Frankenstein monster, a collection of dysfunctional parts. If the crash precipitates rupture, it also posits the perhaps irresolvable question of who is the real Janine. From what perspective might the speaker pick up the pieces of her life? From which vantage might she refocus? How can she put the other Janines to rest? Several of the poems chronicle interactions with a grief counselor, and through therapy, the speaker arrives at the insight that her susceptibility to breakage predates the accident. It has something to do with the, quote, 12 galactic houses, unquote, of her hectic childhood, a figurative homelessness. As a child, she recalls in the poem, Into the Gansfeld, my double would say, don't you say a word, though I'd already be looking past myself and at the horizon of taillights reddening. It is possible to have been this way even then. Further troubling the speaker's conception of a unified self is her early statelessness as an undocumented immigrant. Even then, the poem goes on, it is possible something split in me the first time I lied myself a citizen. When the precariousness of living undocumented in America momentarily recedes, Joseph is troubled by distance from her Filipino cultural ties. In the poem Abyssidurian, a mashup of the Abyssidarian alphabet poetic form and the durian fruit of her birthland, she recalls her grandmother's bafflement at her granddaughter's present state. Impossible to her that the Janine I was was ram-rattled into the Janine I am now. When the concussion receded, I journeyed across, came and kettle in my habit of skin, immigrant again in this afterlife of a life without my grandmother tongue. The cultural amputation is impossible to separate from the accident's rupture, as in the final lines Janine describes flying through the windshield. I heard through the pain, as faint as the zodiacal light, her voice in the air beyond where the body went down. Throughout Decade of the Brain, the poem's speakers remain largely detached. Tellingly, the most intimate poem, Muscle Memory, recounts a massage therapy session. Other characters are sparsely addressed, and the majority of the poems, written in the past tense, feel like reports from aftermath. This spareness can take some getting used to, 
but it also feels psychologically honest to a speaker attempting to self-soothe through the poems as songs. One poem's title, Every Good Boy Does Fine, references the musical scale. In the breakup poem, I Do Not Love You, the ordinary shock of a romantic severance is compounded by the neurological shock of the injured Janine attempting to recover. What was it that you had said? It came back to me, the book I split in the air. I was sitting on my stairs when it came back to me, you saying you wanted me on the phone. Who did the saying at my ear? The walls of my apartment were domestic red. Say it again, I had said. That's what I had said. In the poem, the final I is italicized, as though the speaker is arguing, perhaps not entirely convincingly, for a subjective unity. Taken within the context of the shattered Janine poems, the breakup might even be self-directed, as though this conversation is imagined, allegorized, one more step in the grieving and recovery process. In Decade of the Brain, Joseph does take some formal risks. There are couplets and an erasure poem, long narrative lines, and a typographical experiment. One of the most compelling innovations is the librettist's urge to conflate color with sound, as in the phase-shifting self-portrait around the bends and four darks in red, where the bad body is a hemorrhaging Rothko. Here is Janine in the thundering, echoic MRI machine. Here is Janine flying through space in airbag aria. Picture burnt rubber hurtling through red, that's all I remember. Nothing and nothing but the narrative I've shaped of it. Decade of the Brain is a triumphant, unsettling document of polyphony and synesthesia. Why do we need this poetry now? The poems in Janine Joseph's Decade of the Brain reside at the intersection of powerful currents. The collection is an authoritative feminist statement and an immigrant story. It advocates for the 18% of Americans living with visible and non-visible forms of disability. It reminds us all that, inevitably, we will be made vulnerable to power structures, and that it behooves us to use the wisdom of our empathy to hold power structures accountable when, where, and while we can. That's it for this episode of First Curious. Much gratitude to Deborah Sedell for our theme music with production assistance from Ryan Miller. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, and consider donating via the button on the Verse Curious Red Circle homepage with my thanks in advance. See you next time. <laughs>